I'm going to start a podcast that has no focus, and it'll take up an inordinate amount of time. In the second millennium, the world changed. Vast arcade industries were reduced to dust. The war of the home console had decimated public space pinball to near extinction. As operators sold off and disposed of countless machines, from this a new order emerged. It brought the collectors, packing what remained into mega collections, ravaging and laying claim to whatever pieces survived. They created the restorers, who meticulously preserved the amusement artifacts, and now the enthusiasts, who are responsible for the creation of the new industry. Pinball has reemerged. I am the law. Defense noted. You now have 20 seconds to comply. You go to comply and judge. There's 10 of us. Only two of you. Welcome to the Pinball Restorers Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Pinball Restorers Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Lister. How's it going? I'm sorry for the long break. Life got in the way. Work had piled up. I ended up doing a bunch of travel. Aside from that, uh, a lot of responsibilities at home. My wife needed a lot more help. Uh, I am a step-parent to two uh, wonderful twins. And uh, at 15 years old, that I just need a lot of help and guidance and so I kind of had to take a step back and, you know, deal with family priorities. But I am now back. The dust has settled on quite a few things, and a lot has happened. And there's a lot of new things going on. And there's a bunch of stuff that's going on in the background that I could periodically work on to get to this point. So what I'm going to do first is I'm going to talk about this show. This show we it is going to be a new format 45 minute episodes i'm going to do a featured public play space per episode we're going to be tackling topics a little bit more in depth um, for instance about you know circuit boards for instance replacement displays um, i try to make commercials for the little businesses that provide parts that didn't used to exist um, and from stuff that some people have been very nervous about purchasing in the hobby. Like, you know, you see that something's either sold internationally, it takes a while to get to you. Sometimes that creates reluctancy. Um, that's for anybody who owns a Scott Leap System 1, that's like, you know, ordering uh, Pascal all in one board. Yes, you're getting it from France. Um, for anybody who uh, buys from Pinball Technologies, which makes a wonderful Classic Ballet Stern MPU that allows you to actually put your own sounds on it, you're getting that from Germany. And it can take a while to come, and so sometimes people don't have a taste for it or haven't seen it applied. And maybe sometimes that leads to reluctancy. So having ordered some of these things, or in, uh, a few of my friends who've ordered some of these things, we can actually give you some feedback on, how, you know, was this a good thing, was it a bad thing, and so forth. So just a lot more details. Um, I have a few more guests coming up. I interviewed uh, Jake Danzig, who uh, built the uh, Dukes of Hazard pinball machine. Aside from owning Pinball Investments, his business, and the wonderful, wonderful daily adventures he has with that sweet dog, Jesse. Aside from that, uh, I've gotten to know quite a few people better since Expo. Expo was a lot of fun. I didn't get to do the shows right before it because the minute I got back, I was already out of town. And then I literally was out of town every week for about a month and a half there. 
And I did post some videos of my little pinball adventures I'd have while I was out there. So uh, when I went to Milwaukee, I got to play Congo, an original Williams Monster Bash, inside this gutter punk metal bar called Vegas Pub. It was awesome. <laughs> when your bartender's wearing a shirt that says Planned Parenthood, don't fuck with us, don't fuck without us. It's kind of the vibe I'm used to, <laughs> having once been in that type of music scene. And then I went to Up Down Milwaukee, and we have an Up Down location here, but the one in Milwaukee has uh, two levels, which makes it a little easier to crowd in as many games as they have. Yeah, I mean, I got to enjoy that, and then when I got sent to Detroit, I went to Barcade, similarly styled but had a couple of some older gems in there like they had junkyard they had theater of magic and i just enjoyed being able to go do some public space play while i was in the middle of a midwest adventure i'm going to post some of the recap videos on our youtube channel and as i said expo was great it was nice seeing todd tucky it was nice hanging out with tim and tom from twins arcade meeting up with doc mac from galloping ghost arcade Long conversation with Greg Ferreras. Um, obviously, Walter Day was there. Uh, yes, I did receive a card, and there was a ceremony for that, and that was kind of fun. Talked to Kaneda for a brief moment. Uh, when I spoke to Kaneda, he was kind of by himself in there, and I just was just saying, hey, you know, Matt, Pinball Restores Podcast, and he actually apparently knew who I was, which surprised me because I'm like, why would you listen to this? <laughs> in fact, I'm amazed anybody listens to this. We just had a brief conversation just saying, like, you know, I'm just happy to be here. It's kind of fun to get a little bit of the geekdom out. Met up with Drew Beauvair from the Poor Man's Pinball Podcast and uh, his wonderful wife. I also helped Drew break down his game before he left because we haul in games. And I did bring a game. I brought. I can say I was the only one to bring a game plan game. I brought Supernova. I did end up with it going down twice. Uh, one was due to a uh, flipper coil sleeve and then somebody when they had plugged in the arcade game on the opposite side of mine had moved my plug removed it and uh basically tore the wires out and didn't say anything <laughs> and so i thankfully some of the vendors like uh the mayfair um which sells a ton of electrical parts and just pinball parts i was able to get everything i needed quickly to get that back up and running um, pinball Wizard was there there was guys from easy pinball that manufacture pinball cabinets there Obviously, me and Jeff Miller and we're hanging out. Jeffrey Jones is another restorer. I got to talk to him. Lonnie Meehan, another friend of mine, um, and just hung out with those guys for a while. Talked to Rob Burke. I did come home with a pinball machine from there. Not a new one, and I didn't win one. I happened to buy a 1980 Williams Scorpion um, for about 600 bucks, I believe I paid, and then loaded that in the back of the truck on top of my game, brought it home. And my wife still freaked out. <laughs> it was it was cool. It was cool to see uh, Project Pinball, a nonprofit. What else did we see there? It was just a just a variety. I mean, I uh, some of the games in the public space area were a little you know of uh, beat up vintage. I would say for some of them, but players' cabs, players' cabs. I don't mind playing them. A lot of the games were Rob Burke's personal collection a lot of the ems that were present there was the guys bruce from outside edge was there there was a few vendors for cpr and uh las vegas playfields the a company that restores playfields um if you haven't heard of them check them out they're actually really nice guys um beautiful work on that gottlieb amazing spider-man i did get to play one of my favorite gottlieb titles i actually wipe out was there episode one was down <laughs> the entire time i think uh two games started on fire <laughs> but it was cool to see some of the other odd stuff like a varcon um rat race um me and jeff miller were playing joust and 
we're both just like, why don't they make another one of these? Because, you know, head-to-head pinball was fun. <laughs> yeah, and then when you go into the vendors area, and, you know, that's where uh, Zach Meany with uh, Flip It Out Pinball was there. They were live streaming Godzilla. Jack Danger was there, you know, promoting um, that he had just done the Jurassic Park. Um, Retro Ralph um, from Arcade Pickers and from his channel, Chasing Nostalgia, was there and hung out with Todd Tucky. Kerry Hardy, obviously, was there, and he was also helping out the guys with uh, Penn Stadium. Yeah, it was one of those things where you're up literally till 3 in the morning and back at it at 8 in the morning, and there was just a bunch of stuff to just look around and want to buy. I mean, the Mayfair had an amazing collection of back glasses. I did purchase one from him, too. I actually spent more money than I want to admit because <laughs> I, I did buy a, I did buy a hard top. I did buy a mint, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, back glass I've yet to put in my game. Pinball Wizard was selling a ton of electronics. In fact, he actually had a couple of the Rotten Dog boards that at the time were scarce. They're now back in stock. But it was just a great experience, and I wish I had done more to stream from there um, and uh, or went live more often. But I was just running around being you know busy, uh, dropped a bottle off to Drew Bover and you know, I thought it was kind of funny. It was like you were the high school student that had four bottles of booze in the backpack as you're walking around. Glenn Von Molusky with the Pinball Place, they were there, and he was uh, pitching his Pin Crawler, which is different than an Escalera. It's got motorized, non-marking tank treads, and it holds a considerable amount of weight, and it's very easy to use. And he brought, like, a set of stairs and a, a docking platform just to see it in action. And Apparently, quite a few guys bought it from a heating and cooling company. They loved it, loved seeing that because they're like, well, aside from moving pinball machines, you can move a water heater upstairs very easily. <laughs> so nothing wrong with that type of investment when you purchase something like that. Yeah, I talked to David Fix for a little bit because, you know, one of the things I did notice about Expo was, where are the kids? You know, a friend of mine, Tanner, that I've had on here before, he's a STEM teacher and he's been bringing pinball machines into STEM classes when they do an event called similar to Kane's Arcade. And I was talking to Fix about that for a minute. And whether he remembers this conversation or not, I think we were both pretty drunk. Um, or at least I was. But I think I conveyed it because I did end up with his card and his personal number after it. Um, to try and you know set something up for next year where you know the Thursday and Friday during the day, because the, the, it's not even open to the public until after 4 o'clock, you could do a workshop with STEM teachers, get the kids in there, and then let them play in that free play area so they get exposed and pinball can continue on into the next generation. So I'm going to be going back. I did not make TPF or Pintastic um, just because I've just been working and just dealing with a lot here. But I will be going to Expo again this, uh, this coming Expo. But for Expo, I'm going to try to bring 14 games of my own and then a friend of mine is also going to be a vendor, so he has a few more. So we'll be we'll be bringing in a decent supply of some of stuff. And there are some things that we're I've already talked to a few other people about uh, to try and set up a little bit more in depth history, like a seminar about the history of these games or something that can visually be seen. So, anyways, there's more conversations happening. I'm going to reach out to Burke and kind of give a, my proposal for a bunch of stuff. And when I propose like ideas to like an event. You know, I don't be like, hey, this is a great idea. You should just do this. I have this idea. If you'd like to implement this, I can help do that. Um, so that's the bigger part is like, you know, if I have to be part of the volunteer staff tearing down games and stuff like that, that doesn't bother me. I actually, I would love to spend my whole vacation there. Advertising. Wow. So people need help figuring out what to buy and then y you help them? Mm -hmm.
Minnesota's only 100% pinball bar. Huge variety of games including classics like Attack from Mars, Medieval Madness to the newest titles such as Godzilla and Rush. Hosting leagues and tournaments with drink specials daily and a large selection of local and national craft brews. Also known for their famous hot dogs. Located at 113 East 26th Street, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Find out more at TiltPinballBar.com. Are you ever going to move out of the basement? Pinball Basement, your premier electronics replacement specialist. Brand new boards for Valley and Williams, featuring WPC 89 and WPC 95 boards. Wide array of new and used parts. Find out more at pinballbasement.com. The EM Scorekeeper, your electromechanical pinball solution for saving your high score. Non-invasive add-on that allows you to program your high score via the flipper buttons and proudly show on an LCD display. Seats directly into the scorecard slots of the apron. Find out more at theemscorekeeper.com. Now for some pinball news. With that music, folks, it is time for some pinball news in the realm of pinball restoration. Sadly, this starts on a somber note. For those that did not know, Marco, the founder of Marco Specialties, actually passed away. The business will continue on, and our deepest condolences to the family and the friends that he has made in this hobby, as well as Imoto Harney, who has done a lot of media work for them and promotions. So our hearts go out to them. They are going to continue on. They also now run seven days a week. So again, hey, at least we can still get our parts. That his legacy lives on in every machine that we actually bring back to life. In supply chain issues, uh, Rotten Dog System 3 through 7 boards are back in stock. I've seen this on uh, Pinball Life, K's Arcade, as well as like the Pinball Wizard. CPR is back at it, and for anybody who doesn't know this, Classic Playfield Reproductions just released Xenon and Spectrum. And Spectrum is going to be a very limited run due to the fact there's very few of those games surviving. So if you need it, this is the time to get it. Outside Edge has just released their 8-ball and teased Electra for their hardtops. Pinball Basement has Game Plan MPUs in production as well as a System 11 board and display system. So keep an eye out on pinballbasement.com to see when those are either released or if they already have been. Pinball Pimp has Stern's Big Game and Trident stencil sets as well as Williams Skill Pool, Lady Luck, and Magic City. So hey, art is half the battle and the cabinet is the box for the game we restore so please hit them up or put your orders in, get the parts you need. And that concludes Pinball Restoration News. Um, does internet porn know you're cheating on it? Pinball Featured YouTube Video. And in this segment, we are going to feature a video of somebody doing a restoration project. And the person in question and the channel in question is Captain Retro, a.k.a. Kevin Cotlin. He has recently restored an old Williams Time Warp Barry Owsler designed game. It was a train wreck, and I highly recommend watching his channel because he actually does quite a few instructional videos of like how to apply pinball pimp stencils, how to install a hardtop. You know, he always is like the king of arcade picks to an extent. I have no idea where he's finding some of these games and the prices he pays. But he loves to restore stuff. He loves to also talk about vintage gaming and a few other things. So please go ahead and check him out.
So with the coin door shut, it comes to life and it goes straight to attract mode. Um, and the only two scoreboards are working are the top top set. It's only flashing the high score on that one. It's not flashing it over here. There's all kind of issues with this. They're just very dirty. Every every sensor, every trigger, every switch is dirty. It popped the other drop targets up, but it did not pop these up. It did earlier, so it's got you know it's just filthy dirty contacts. Um, those are kicking. With a couple issues and obviously a filthy, disgusting play field that's going to get completely stripped and a brand new hard top put on it, all this plastic's gonna get pulled off and clean. Um, I'll do my best to clean everything we can, get all new screws and hardware in it, make it look like it's brand new again. Uh, Raised by wolves. Wolfpack Technologies, featuring DIY LED display kits for Bally, Stern, Williams, Daddy East, and Gottlieb. Easy to follow instructions and designed with the novice solderer in mind. Find out more at wolfpacktech.com. What are you buying? What are you selling? Multiball. The pinball place. Your premier retailer and authorized dealer for Stern, Jersey Jack, and American Pinball. Large selection of new and used games, parts, and accessories. Find out more at pinballplace.com. Moving on, and if you've actually been continuing to listen, I know that I put a couple of commercials in there and I try to actually add sounds and stuff, but it, you know, it, it's just something fun to do, and I don't get paid for this. I don't get paid by any of the companies. I just prop these up. In fact, some of these guys don't even know they actually have a commercial running. So, just because some of these guys are not easy to get a hold of, but I always send a copy of the commercial off in an email so that they actually get it. So, just clarifying that. But as I said, Expo is great. There's other new things. I've learned a lot from a lot of other people. I've been witnessing some amazing restorations, some amazing projects. And I know that this is like a lot of like updates, a little bit of news. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's still just fun. So um, personally, out of my own projects, uh, my own collection, which some people have actually asked about. So I'll, I'll actually tell what machines I have. Um, going from left to right in my basement, I have a Stern Wildfire. I have a um, Bally Lost World, Gottlieb Pinball Pool, Gottlieb Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I have an Atari Space Riders. I have a Gottlieb Amazing Spider-Man. I have a Williams Laser Ball. I have a Williams Blackout. I have a Williams Scorpion. I have a Game Plan Supernova, and I have a Williams Trizone. In my garage... I have a Bally Playboy, I have a Williams Road Kings, I have a Bally Rocket Ship 3, and then at work I actually have my Mario Andretti as well as my second laser ball. And there's a little project game I have I actually took, and I'll post a picture of it, but I actually took a really crappy Wonder Wizard Demolition Derby and I stuffed it inside of a full-sized arcade cabinet that I made. And it has a coin door, and it has a soundboard in it, so it actually makes its own noises. So it doesn't really improve the game much. It just makes it fun, and I'll probably sell it off to somebody who just wants to use it for the cabinet for a V-pin. Or maybe somebody might actually want it, but it was just something to keep me busy. So that's the games I have. Um, 
let's see here. Journeys I've taken with Pumbaa Restoration. Well, oh, I've had to buy from a variety of people. Uh, Neemumph, I got a couple of boards from them. I did have uh, an MPU serviced by Houston Pitbull, again, for my Atari Space Riders. I managed to get uh, quite a few of the plastics, actually, for my Mario Andretti, because I do have a new old stock playfield that I'm actually going to be gutting and rebuilding that game. Um, I'm always surprised by the resiliency of System 3 games. Just because there were so many parts missing, yet the game still worked. Um, but aside from that, I've been out and about playing pinball. Um, I've actually fallen in love playing Cactus Canyon Remake. And maybe because I actually prefer more of an open play field with a couple of skill shots, but that's just me. And you know, when I go out and I get to play, one of the places I do go to, and this is the featured location of this show, is Tilt. It is Minneapolis. It's in Minneapolis. It's Minnesota's only 100% pinball bar. They're not like an arcade. They are literally a bar that is themed around pinball. They have a lot of games. In fact, they cycle through them all the time. In fact, sometimes if I go three days later, um, something I was playing on isn't there anymore. Um, but they did uh, manage to get a Pabst um can crusher in there and uh that was originally made by Whizbang and then was produced by stern um let's see here what else did they just get in um they do have the rush le cactus canyon remake they have stranger things they have godzilla twilight zone adam's family jurassic park ghostbusters world cup soccer they have the shadow they have congo both with alternate uh back or black back glasses and fully restored um, let's see here. They have Funhouse with Rudy's New Nightmare up upgrade. Um, let's see here. Rick and Morty's still there. Halloween is still there. Um, let's see here. They have Avengers, Spider-Man. Um, I'm trying to think. It's just so many. They also have Wizard of Oz and I want... Yes, and Willy Wonka. So, they, they, I mean, there's just a ton that goes in there. But they also have other games like ACDC, Iron Maiden, I mean, I've watched titles just cycle in and cycle out. So they're just an awesome location. They're really on top of it. And they started originally with just a couple of older games. I mean, I remember when they first opened, they had like an old Stern Meteor in their collection. And it's only grown from there. On um, Tuesday nights, sometimes it's uh, games are set to free play. They also have a uh, featured DJ that they'll actually have come in uh, the third Monday of every month. Um, if you're a, you know, happen to be a connoisseur of craft beers, uh, Minnesota actually has a huge craft beer market, so they feature local and national um, brews, and they're actually decent. Um, I, myself, am a liquor guy, so I'm usually drinking a cocktail, but the food is actually good. Cuban Sandwich is great. They're known for the hot dogs, and they also host leagues, and they have tournaments. And uh, you can find out all about that at pin, uh, tiltpinballbar.com. And, yeah, I'm going to feature that location. I'm also going to feature locations across the United States. That's going to be the new thing, too. You know, give a little summary of a place. You, know, you might find some hidden gems. They do exist. I have played some games out in the wild that I'm like, I can't believe they have this. <laughs> and so um, I also recommend going to Pinball Map. To find out where a game is in public space aside from what's listed on pin side and again just go out there have some fun i like playing older games on top of newer games so you know classics are great new games are also awesome so it's just a huge hobby so again i'm adding a few different segments 
And just because I have running out of time, I also have a lot of shows in production, so I don't want to eat up all of my RSS feed. I just want to say thank you for hanging in there, and thank you for continuing to download. I have seen that people have given me feedback saying, hey, when are you going to do a show? Things are back up and running. I'm going to put out a lot of material, and I'm going to start updating the YouTube channel with a summary video of some of these locations and places I play. And again, check out Captain Retro's channel. Um, again, also, you know, look at all of back in the news section. Check out all the suppliers. If you happen to own some of those games, hey, this is your opportunity to get the parts. So that's all I have to say on this. Till next time, keep it flipping. This is Matt signing off. This is Drew Bover, and when you're done listening to Matt talk out of his ass, head on over to the Poor Man's Pinball Podcast and have a drink and play some pinball. This has been a Ruby Butt Production. Ruby!